This is Pet Life Radio. Let's talk pets. Hi, everybody. Cheryl Kay, welcome to the show. Today, I have my co-host, Michelle Fern from Best Bets for Pets. Hey, everyone. So, we just thought we would do like a throwback Friday, talk about a few things that have been on our mind, and Michelle has some things that she'd like to discuss, and then I'll take the second part. Go for it, Michelle. What's on your mind? Okay, so let's talk, Cheryl. Let's talk about, here's something that's been on my mind lately, the difference between cats and dogs. I recently, I grew up, you know, with with just dogs. And then I had one cat decide he wanted to make my home his home. So then it was two dogs and a cat. You know, my crew is my fur kids too. And then recently we added two more cats. So I've never been, had a home with more cats than dogs. So I do now. And it's funny how cats are so different than dogs. Their attention span, their traits, they're so different. What do you think? Well, I also grew up with dogs, and then, you know, I started to have cats. They followed me home, and then when I, you know, flew the nest, cats were so much easier. You're on the go. You're young. You do this. You do that. It's it's a lot less attention that you need to spend when you have a cat, but they are very different. First of all, they are very smart, and the one thing about cats that I've noticed, and I've had them for maybe 30 years now, consistently, is they are very much in tune to their home. Meaning, if you go away... Well, wait. Okay, wait. Very much in tune to their home. I think dogs are too, though. I think my dog, you know, they know what's going on. They can sense your feelings and all that kind of stuff. I think they're similar in that respect. Yeah, but cats like to stay home. Meaning, if you go away, you need to bring somebody in to feed them, litter, that kind of stuff. You know, when you have a dog, as a lot of my friends do, when they go away, their dog goes to another person that has another friend that has a dog. They're easily moved. They adapt easier. I think I have cat dogs or dog cats because my dogs, I've always had someone come to my house. So I... Yeah, I, it happens to be easier for sure. It's easier. And, you know, um, there's very good kennels. There's vets with kennels. But if you can have someone come to your home and take care of your, you know, for a kid, why not? Right. And, you know, here's another thing that that I think is, it's a fact, but it's just one of these weird things. The other day, I'm you know, watching TV, chilling at home. And all of a sudden, this big, like, long thing comes out of my cat's mouth. It's uh, Dennis, the big one. It looks like a, it looks like a poop, but I know it was a fur ball. And it got stuck on something. It was just, it was, he goes, huh, and it just pops out. Well, don't you give him that stuff that I, you know, my Daniel, he licks it right off of my finger to get rid of the uh, hairballs. I've tried stuff with hairballs, but I don't know. Maybe I need different stuff. And he's long hair. But this was such a big thing that if I hadn't seen it come out of his mouth, he was on, um, on up top and it enema, just enema, 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 enema. Ooh, I'm very lucky. You know, Daniel Boone is my main coon and he's also long haired. But I give him catnip every day is his treat. He loves it more than any other kind of, you know, food tree. But he likes that. And he will, you know, every day, a little speck of, it's something like petroleum you could buy. And it seems to uh, break down a hairballs. But I also brush them every day. 
And here's another, some other stuff. Now, cats are nice. One thing is good is that you don't have to walk them when it's pouring out or anything like that. Just, you know, you have to do with the dogs. However, what do you do when you have cats that don't like to cover their poop? Has that happened? Because you've had cats longer than I have. No, I don't. But I noticed that, you know, my Cheyenne, she's getting older. Their urine, her urine is definitely changing. I mean. Stinky? Not stinky. I don't think she's ill or anything. It's just they drink a lot of water. I just notice. I mean, I'm like, you know, my job is I'm like the doorman. I just could sit there by the litter box all day. <laughs> doorman Cheryl? Yeah. I their litter box and let them in and out? Well, n- no, just to, to scoop it. They will not go in unless it's clean. Forget Peach. about it. Wait, you have to clean it up every time? Yes. They, oh. They let me know when I, you know, they go in, they look, they'll walk away. I know what they what they want. Well, you, that's some picky, that's picky. Well, picky I'm also home, I'm home a little bit more now. So, you know, they're utilizing it. Well, Dennis, when it was just him, we could, he would be okay if we forgot, to, you know, somebody forgot to do the litter box for even three days. Now that there's three of them. It's about probably two days and that's it. Dennis could go sometimes four days. He was easy. But now, even though there's three litter boxes and two on our outdoor area, they need, I don't know how often they do their ones and twos. It has to be cleaned up probably, I think, every two days. Oh, I, I do, I'm not I do on it all day. duty, but... No, I do it during the day. I just, I mean, you know, I live there too. I don't want to deal with it. I, but I, So I have to do it regularly. I mean... You know, I have muscles from lifting kitty litter. You have muscles from kitty litter. Okay, you got your biceps and your triceps from lifting kitty litter. Yeah, yeah, you got to lift that stuff. It's either a 10-pound bag or a 20-pound bag. No, get the stuff that's light. There's some stuff that's really light. And then there's other ones that World's Best has one that it's very compact. But enough about cat litter. And let's talk about personalities um, before we switch to your topic. I think cats are more extreme in their personalities, sort of. Oh, yes. They're definitely very intense. I mean, Daniel Boone is easygoing. You know, Cheyenne, she'll lay right down next to him. He'll lick her to death. She never does that to him. And then when she's finished, she'll just, you know, not, not smack him to be mean, but she'll just hit him to be, you know, just to, that's enough. But I notice when she, you know, they hang out in my patio in the back, it's screened in, and I leave the door open all day. So when she comes in to like check out, maybe I want water, maybe I want a snack, he follows her all the time. She sets the pace in the house. And even though he's bigger, he goes with the flow because it's like, yes, dear. He just is, he is without a doubt, the kindest, sweetest animal I've ever had, no matter what they are. Okay, we know Daniel Boone's the best. One more thing I just want to say for everybody who was listening last time, Sammy, the outdoor cat, kind of community cat, finally got fixed. That's another thing about animals is because there's more loose cats out on the street. The ferals. Well, feral community, there's more of those than there are dogs because cats give birth more frequently. And I think their survival instincts are better than dogs. So they're able to survive better on the street, cats are, than dogs. Right, because and, they'll hide. Right, because, yeah. And so because of that, you have to make sure your cats are fixed, especially if they're indoor-outdoor or outdoor. Must be fixed. And I don't care if they're even indoor. Animals should be fixed. They should all be we fixed. We don't need any more 
pregnancies, unwanted. There's enough animals out there that you could have 10 and there'd still be more to go. Well, they should all be fixed and it's better for the animals. But I actually hired a cat trapper. She was great. She used a drop trap and it solved the problem. And now Sammy is fixed. No more babies, no more fostering kittens. Not that I don't love kittens, but they grow up to be cats. You have to find homes for them to adopt. And it's an ongoing cycle. You know what you just said? Wait, big kudos out there for everyone that does fostering and care for cats because and, and dogs because it's a task unto itself. All right, Cheryl, what do you want to talk about? I do. But I I do want to say that, you know, um, fostering is a wonderful thing, but, you know, animals need to be fixed because it's even healthier for them. Their whole personality changes once. We're going to take a listen from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. Okay, time to call off the dogs. We'll be back with more biting topics right after we kibble a little with our sponsors. You know that feeling when you go to clean the litter box and it's a complete disaster? Yeah, we've got you covered. Introducing World's Best Cat Litter Zero Mess, the advanced litter that gives you two times better clumping and more odor control with less litter. Zero Mess combines the concentrated power of corn with super-absorbent plant fibers. Translation, scoop once and you're done. Find it at a pet store near you and save $2. Visit www.saveonworldsbest.com. When I adopted her, she was a mess. Scabs, itching, licking, missing fur, hot spots, a thin, dull coat. So I take the dog to the vet for the standard run-of-the-mill tests and treatments. No results. I hear your advertisement on the radio. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E dot com. 859-428-1000. So I get the five-pound box of Dynavite and the Lico Chops. Within a four-week total, instead of a German Shedder, I have a German Shepherd. Sheba is a 105 lean pounds of shiny, smooth, happy dog for life because she gets fed Dynavite. And the results, they're just incredibly outstanding. And she loves it. When you rescue a dog, you have to do the right thing. You've got to feed him right for life. Do the Dynavite. <gasps> Dynavite for life. 859-428-1000. D-I-N-O-V-I-T-E oh. dot com. Let's talk pets. Let's talk pets. On Pet Life Radio. Pet Life Radio. PetLifeRadio. PetLifeRadio.com. <laughs> We're back. I'm glad you stayed with us. So I want to talk about when you go to visit your friends who have animals and the way they approach you, the way they say hello to you. You know, I had a friend who had a boxer and every time I went to the house, it was like the dog would pee from excitement to see me. You know, that's like, you know, a smile on your face. And then some of them sniff you, some of them jump on you. And, Michelle, what do you think? I don't like it when a strange dog jumps on me. I'll tell you a funny story. (laughs) Back in the day, 
Well, it's funny when they sniff, you know, dogs don't, they just sniff to smell you. And where are dogs most of the time, unless they're really small ones, if they're medium size, where are their heads? Crotch. Right in the crotch. Boom. But this is a funny story. Years and years and years ago, I had a date and it's kind of on par with what you're talking about with when people come over. So he came over and I had a... um, she was a um, border collie mix, about 60 pounds. So, mm. you know, like medium largest dog. And she's friendly. You know, he was a little nervous at first, but he was okay. And the funniest thing, though, was when he used to, when he used the restroom. And he was all right with her. She kind of wanted to be between us on the couch. And I was kind of okay with this. This Jealousy. wasn't a date that I was going to make another time. He goes to use the restroom. Her head went popping up and ears up that she thought there was an explosion. Let me just tell you. Gas can be really loud. That was like the funniest and most bizarre thing I've ever experienced with a guest coming over and my dog reacting. She thought, I don't know what she thought, but it was, I don't know. I, I never had a female anything. dog. I never had a female dog. I, oh, they're I had great. A, I had a boyfriend that had a female dog. Definitely different than a male dog. I find that the females could, not that I've ever been bitten by a dog, thank God, but they show their anger different than a male dog. A male dog will let you know, hey, I'm not happy with this. Females just, I'm not happy at all. Well, I had one female, one male. And now there's two males on the crew, but my female was more like excitable, neurotic, like to play. She was more, you know, active. And my male is, you know, very sensitive and, you know, Mr. Z's kind of chill and he doesn't get aggravated or annoyed with anybody until they really bother him. And then he'll show, he'll give them a little like, you know, with the teeth and to say, hey, leave me alone. I've had enough. But I don't know if that's true of all of them because, you know, one of each is not a test. Well, I had a collie, a male collie, and I had a standard poodle male. He was wild. I mean, even though he was trained, he had his own thoughts for sure. But I never really had. And I'd like to get another dog. And I love big dogs. But I think I would get like a medium dog. Like I'm really into like the Whippets now and the uh, Australian sheep dogs. I kind of like those personalities. I kind of like... A dog that's true to its heritage. That's what I find interesting. I like mutts. Well, yeah, even a mutt. But, you know, they all have something in them that's historic about them. I would never buy a dog. I would only go to a, a shelter. Yeah, be hard definitely to go to. shelters. Uh, shelters or rescues, uh, that's how I got But I don't my think I could go into one with the cages. I would have to, like, you know, see a picture and say, I want that one. Mm. Yeah. Getting back to your topic. So when people come over, what I hate is when people get all nervous and crazy before, you know, if someone comes in and you say, or, oh, the worst, the worst, the worst thing. When I lived in Los Angeles, I lived next to you know, a real busy street and people come over and you say, hurry up, come in. You know, I don't want the dog getting out. And they'd have the door open for, hey, da, da, da. and I'm thinking, what's wrong with these people? Come in, shut the freaking door, you know. And my dog had escaped a couple of times, through, you know, and right when you're near a busy street, LA has a lot of them, you know, it's very dense. 
And sometimes people just don't have, we put it on the dog ends, but sometimes people coming to your house don't have the sense. I mean, if someone has an animal. Well, I'm sorry. I think it's your dog, your home. If your dog gets out, instead of making your company feel uncomfortable, just hold the dog. No, but, you know, sometimes you're not expecting somebody knocks, you open the door a little bit or something, and they open it wider, or you say, hi, come on in, and they just, you know, whatever, whatever, or they think it's funny. I had a neighbor who thought it was funny. The door was like a, had a metal grating or something, some ornate design. It was from the buildings from the 40s, and he would put food in the door. So the door was open, oh. was locked, but except for that grate, you know, the screen kind of door and he put food in there so my dog would go nuts on the screen I mean sometimes people need to have some sense too you know they're coming into a house with an animal you know common where the animal lives and you're visiting common sense don't you know, open the door, you walk in quickly. Just like if there was little kids, you wouldn't stand there with the door open. I mean, you'd watch your kids, but somebody could just run out. It can happen. Very dangerous, very dangerous. I had a friend, every time I went to visit them, their dog would jump on me. You know, and it's a big dog. Dog loved me, but I just find it to be rude. That's no good. Now, dog jumping is no good. No, you got to train the dog. I mean, you know... It's not that the dog hurt me. The same thing where my cats don't go on my couch. They're allowed on my bed. That's it. I just don't have them on my couch. I don't want to deal with the hair. I have some friends that have allergies, so it kind of minimizes it. My bed is different. You know, they sleep on my bed. That's fine. That's me. I don't have a problem with that. But you go to some people's houses and they have dogs and you sit on the couch and if the dog is a shedder, ah. A shedder? A dog so sh- sounds like a dog is a bruschetta. No, if I mean some dogs shed. Yeah, well, we're guilty, but we have a lot of lint rollers, lint brushes, so we don't have to worry about that. And we we do our share to whatever, but you know it's hard when there's so many. In the How house, about when so. you go and you're invited for dinner and the dog stays there and bakes because they think you're the sucker. <laughs> I don't feed animals from the table. No, feeding animals from the table is a bad habit. And having dogs jump, I mean, if that ever should happen to somebody, what you should do is definitely put your knee up. I do. Of course, it's a reaction. Well, just put your knee up. That's what they say, trainers say to do, is lift your knee up. Now, not some people can't do that, or you don't want to have to do that if you're wearing a dress or something. But if you can, lift up your knee to like push the dog away, and the dog cannot get to you. But if they're... Jumpers, yeah, that's well. It's only when you first walk in, they're excited. Obviously, they do it to them to their owners. But I, you know, and I love dogs. I'm not afraid of dogs. I don't have a problem with that. I just think it's rude. Yeah, it is rude. It's like if I came to your house, you're gonna run up. Well, of course, you would run up and hug me because you like (laughs) run up and attack you. Yeah, yeah, (laughs) yeah. Okay, yeah. Okay, I like that. That's kind of nice if it's somebody else, whatever. Yeah, not me. Sorry, but I don't think I'd run up and attack you. i give you a hug, but not yeah, run up and attack yeah. you. Yeah, it's just that, you know, everybody teaches their animals different ways. Some people put them in those crates when they leave for the day. I don't like that either. I never had that growing up. I know that it has become a very popular thing. The dog kind of likes it. He feels safe, whatever. I just, you know, it's a cage. I don't want to be in a cage. You know, you train a dog, so the dog... Listen, when you leave, the dog sleeps. I'm big now into people having two dogs because it's company for one dog and... It's so much more fun to have more than one animal. 
Yeah, but wait, as far as the crates go, the thing is about the crates is that a lot of people, when they're crate training a puppy, will use crates. And yeah, I so did that do I that understand. because that you don't want your dog, it's not only your dog making a mess, it's, it's your dog chewing or doing something that could hurt the animal, like chewing a cord or something else. So you want to make sure your dog is safe. Of course, you have something large enough so they can get up, walk around and so forth. But a lot of people keep the kennels and leave it open, but it's like their dog's little house. And right. dogs like that. They feel secure. They don't lock them in during the day, but it's there. And, you know, once they're, they're I old think they enough, lock no them chewing. in when they go to work for eight hours. Well, not everybody locks them in. Some people just have the crate so that the dog can go in and the dog ends up staying there, but it's not shut once the dog is past, you know, the chewing and destructive phase. What do you think about all of these vaccinations? And I think it's very important for them to get the dental checkups because uh, it seems to be a very big problem recently. A few of my friends have told me their dog has had teeth problems and gum problems, jaw problems. Well, a lot of it is from these some of these bones that are out there. I've always gotten dentals for my dogs. Mr. Z's kind of old now, so he can't really have one, and he needs one because he doesn't like hard bones. But, you know, you have to put the dog under to get a really good cleaning, and it's, it's expensive because you have to do blood work first. Dr. Jeff, one of our other show hosts, had a whole talk about this when you someone called You have to have blood work question. before you do the dent, oh, because they give them an anesthesia. Yeah, exactly. So must have blood work. There's some dentists that do what they call a twilight cleaning, not dentists, vets that do like a twilight cleaning, but that's not really thorough enough to really do get rid of the Do you think a dentist tartar. could do that? Regular dentist? Yeah, why not? Teeth is teeth, right? No, it's it's different because dogs really build up tartar like a lot. People don't because they brush their teeth every day. I just wish it was easier to brush his teeth because Mr. Z's I guess if you had neck. a puppy, you could do that. If you got a puppy, you could start it right away. Yeah. And then as far as all the other vaccinations and stuff, you know, some of our show hosts that are vets have said, you know, there's there's some of the younger vets these days want to do everything, check for this, check for that, do this. It's just like for people, you don't need every x-ray because x-rays are not really good for you. So you don't need to subject your body to that. Yeah. So the same as with some of these vets, they kind of see... Uh, as um, one of our shows say, zebras, when there's just horses, meaning mm -hmm. they want to get very fancy. Let's we have to give them this, 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 this. And they over overdo what what is really needed when you really just need to do this. You know, well, we could talk on another show, but a lot of different animals have a lot of characteristic diseases that they're prone to, like, you know, the hip and the this and the, you know, um, True. each one comes with their set. You know, if you were going to look in a book and say, which dogs are the most expensive to have, you would never get a dog because everybody has something different. It's just the way it is. That's what's great about mutts because they're a combination. They're not as prone to, like if you get a Cocker Spaniels are prone to ear problems. Right. But if you have a Cocker Mix or a mix and, you know, sometimes Some of it is couple. dysplasia with the hip. Hip like dysplasia. My colleague, my colleague would, but he wasn't prone to that. You know, I just think also when they start to breed a lot of these animals in, it sometimes weakens whatever it is. I'm all for mutts. Mutts, there's nothing better than a dog that's rescued, for sure. Because they love you, you know, like crazy. Because you've rescued them. You've saved them. It's just wonderful. Cheryl, it's been so much fun, but we're just about out of time. We are. Let me we check are. my watch. We are. 
Well, everybody, I'm glad you checked in with us, and I hope to see you again. Happy weekend, and remember to live life unleashed. See you next time. Bye-bye. Let's Talk Pets, every week on demand, only on PetLifeRadio.com.